podcast from Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. It's Sunday night after the Mariners finished up uh, winning two of three from the Chicago White Sox. I did not do a pod yesterday. I was in Chicago um, spending time with family. I do have a Chicago story for you. Um, the Mariners look good, uh, winning two of three in this series. We will go over the series. We'll give reason for optimism in this pod, and then we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming week. Um, so Mariners are 35 and 35, eight and a half games out of first place, five and five in the last 10, but only three games out of the wild card in the American League. Uh, Mariners have a plus 11 run differential and um, as I've been saying over the past couple of weeks, I think there is room for a ton of optimism. Um, there's some stats from this series against Chicago that will uh, demonstrate a little bit of that. So, again, I was in Chicago uh, spending time with some family. I did catch uh, Saturday's game uh, at a restaurant. I went in Chicago, went in Rome. Um, so I'm in Chicago um having a uh Italian beef sandwich, sweet and pot peppers um dipped and a couple of Coors lights. Um watched the Mariners implode in extra innings, but there's nothing like being in a visiting city, uh watching your team play. So fun. So 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 fun. What I did or what I do miss about living in Chicago is the um, the knowledge and the passion of the fans. It's not to say that Seattle doesn't have that to offer, but it's a little different in in a, a town like Chicago. I got an argument with a with a Cubs fan in there, not an argument, a discussion about um, how poor he felt like the White Sox were. Uh, basically, he was just wanted to talk a bunch of smack, but just super fun to be eating an amazing Italian beef, having a crisp cold beer talking a bunch of baseball with people you'd never met before. Um, yeah, miss Chicago a lot for sure. Uh, so in this series, the Mariners uh, took game one of the series on Friday night behind a uh, really nice pitching performance from Brian Wu, who's now the the uh, kind of newest fantasy darling. Uh, he went five and two-thirds innings, three hits, two runs, no walks, nine strikeouts. He mixed in uh, the sinker quite a bit more, uh, 31% of the time. Sinker looked great. Um, sinker actually averaged a higher velocity than the four-seam fastball did. Uh, he averaged 95.4 in this game, and the fastball was 95.1. He did throw uh, 24% sliders as well, and uh, just looked like he had a lot more command of his pitches. Um, 19 whiffs on 51 swings, that's a 37% whiff rate, um, which is very, very good. Uh, so Wu looked good. Matt Brash actually came in and got the win. He went one in the third, two hits, three strikeouts, and then the Munoz-Seawald combination at the end of the game. Mariners won 3-2, uh, took the lead in the bottom of the seventh on a long home run from Teo Hernandez. We will go over Teo in a little bit here. Um, game two was uh, Logan Gilbert against Lucas Giolito, uh, Gilbert didn't look great. He was, um, his velocity was down slightly across the board. Uh, 
he was a little all over the place for me. 11 whiffs on 40 swings, 28% whiff rate. Uh, Logan ended up going five and a third, six hits, two runs, three walks, only three strikeouts. He did throw 80 pitches before being removed from Matt Brash. Um, and, but only 12, uh, first pitch strikes on 24 batters face did not look like, um, a hundred percent Logan Gilbert in this game. Mariners ended up losing, uh, the top of the 11th, uh, to the White Sox. They went into, Mariners went into the ninth. Um, up three, two. Paul Seawald was in the game. He did surrender a run, uh, to the White Sox. And then Tyler Saucedo ended up taking the loss in the 11th. And then in today's game, Bryce Miller, um, was again brilliant. I don't know what else to say about Bryce Miller. Uh, Mariners won five one despite 16 strikeouts and in seven innings from Lance Lynn. Uh, scored two in the, in the third on a double from, uh, Julio Rodriguez, and then that ended up being enough. Uh, tacked on three more in the eighth on a three-run triple from Jared Kelnick off of what kind of pitch? You got it. <laughs> fastball from Ronaldo Lopez. Uh, again, no reason to throw Kelnick fastballs anytime an opponent does. I think they're being completely silly or have zero advanced scouting. But the Mariners win 5-1 in this third game. But this game, the, the story of this game really was Bryce Miller. His velocity was up across the board. Only 59% forcing fastballs in this game, so a slight reduction. 31% sliders, so he threw 26 sliders out of 85 pitches, which is a bit of a shift. He did only get eight whiffs on 52 swings, so 15% whiff rate. He continues to run a below-average uh, whiff rate on his pitches, but is able to induce um, weak contact uh, and looks good. I, I think that that, you know, despite the fact that he's not getting a lot of swings and misses, Bryce Miller's stuff is elite and um, he's getting great results. I can't remember a pitcher quite like Bryce Miller uh, off the top of my head, but super fun to watch and getting to a place, I think, where when he pitches, you have confidence in the Mariners and you have confidence that they're going to be able to stay in the game. Uh, he did throw 19 first pitch strikes to 25 batters faced. So that yeah, in large part was the key to him, uh, to his success, getting ahead in the count. Uh, so again, the Mariners take two out of three in this series. Um, look good doing it. Uh, what I want to cover in this pod and dig a little deeper into is um, how the offense played and why there's uh, so much reason in my mind for optimism. You get very good starts from your two rookie pitchers. You get a, less stellar start um, or less than expected start from your veteran in Logan Gilbert in the middle game of the three game series. And yet you still win the series pitching wise. Obviously the Mariners are going to be fine. Um, bullpen, you know, Seawald is going to blow a save every once in a while, but the bullpen still looks good. So I'm going to leave the pitching to the side for today and go through what um, the Mariners hitters did in this series. So, J.P. Crawford goes two for 11, but he scored, he walked four times. So that he's on base, uh, six out of 15 plate appearances, uh, scored four runs and had a homer and an RBI. J.P.'s just continuing to get deep into counts, draw walks, do everything that you want from a leadoff hitter. Uh, Julio broke out a little bit, five of 13 in this series with the walk, two runs and two RBIs. He did have two doubles. Uh, his double in the first game was, um, 
was a big one with two outs uh, to drive into early in the game, but it was kind of uh, ended up being uh, what decided that game. And then, um, excuse me, that was in the uh, today's game. I'm getting them mixed up. And then he also had uh, three stolen bases um, in this series. So you're seeing him run more. Uh, you saw him hit the ball hard. You saw the clutch hit today. I, I just think, you know, he's, I've seen people down on Julio nationally, but they're not watching. Um, they're not watching him. It's the power isn't there yet, as I've said before, because he's not getting out in front of uh, pitches as much as he did last year, but that'll come. But he is driving the ball to right center. And that's the the beginning of, uh, of I think, getting out of this start for him. Ty France goes three for 12, the walk two runs in an RBI. He wasn't really a factor in this series, but um, he didn't really hurt the Mariners as well. Uh, the big one was for me was uh, Taylor Scar Hernandez. He's four for 11 with two walks, two runs, three RBIs, a double, a homer, a steal. Um, and the big go ahead home run in game one in the bottom of the seventh to, to center field. Uh, and then he also gave the Mariners the lead in game two, which they ended up losing, but he gave the Mariners the lead in the bottom of the fifth. So he was hitting the ball hard. He was having an impact on the game. Um, he was hitting like a traditional cleanup hitter would. Uh, I just, we are in one of those stretches with Teo where, um, as I said before, when people were down on him, uh, when, as he started slowly, he's going to carry the team for stretches. He's going to be able to, um, lift up this entire offense, uh, in for long periods of time because he's that, uh, does that kind of damage. Um, you are going to have to write out some of the slumps with him and he's not going to walk a ton, but boy, he really, he is to be credited. I, I believe for um, this series win I'm pulling up his last seven days, just, uh, just to see. So last seven days, tails car Hernandez in six games, he's 10 for 23, three doubles, two homers, six RBIs, a steal, and a triple slash of 435, 480, and an 826 slug, which is a 1.306 OPS. Um, what more can you say? This is why we traded for him. Uh, and he's having an impact. Uh, so again, four for 11, two runs, three RBIs, a homer. Um, but the go ahead homer in the bottom of the seventh in game one of this series and gave the Mariners a lead that they couldn't hold in the bottom of the fifth in game two. Uh, Jared Kelnick, two for five, two walk or two for 10, two walks, three RBIs. He did have um, the uh, basis clearing triple in the eighth today to put the game away. As I said before, it was a fastball. Don't understand why he's anyone's throwing fastballs to him, but the one fastball he saw, he hit. Um, decent series for, for Kelnick that's on base four times out of uh, 12 plate appearances, 333 uh, on base percentage. I do think that he's he needs to really learn how to hit a breaking ball if he's going to continue to succeed, though. I know I called him a star earlier this season. I do think he'll learn to, to, to hit the breaking ball, but for right now, he's that's all he's going to see, unless it's a mistake um, by the opposing team in terms of their pitch calling. Uh, Eugenio Suarez went two for 11, two walks, two doubles. Cal Raleigh, two for seven with a walk and a run. He sat in game two against Giolito without looking. I believe Giolito runs um, reverse pl platoon splits, which is why we saw 
uh, Tom Murphy uh, start in game two. Mike Ford came back down to earth a bit, 0 for 6. And then uh, Jose Caballero went 1 for 8 with a walk, a steal, and a double. When you're getting that kind of – when JP is getting on base and you've got Julio and Teo going um, behind behind him, really that's what this this Mariners offense was constructed under the assumption that Julio Rodriguez, High France, and Teo Scar Hernandez – would consistently hit and carry the offense. I don't think that the Mariners had tremendous expectations of the bottom of this lineup. Anything you get from Eugenio Suarez, Cal Raleigh, Mike Ford, and the, you know, poo-poo platter of second baseman that we have um, is a bonus. Low average, high 20s home runs, mid-20s home runs from Suarez and, and Raleigh, I think is the expectation at DH, obviously, the Mariners had no idea what was going to happen. It's signing Tommy LaStella. Now it's Mike Ford. And then second base, you um, I think coming into the season, there was expectation with Colton Wong, as I've stated before, and he fell off a cliff. So as of right now, there you can't really expect anything out of second. So those top five really do have to produce. And in this series, uh, JP, Julio, and Teo did. Um, so you have half a lineup, and you take two of three from Chicago. You faced um, some very good starting starting pitching in um, in Lucas Giolito, uh, Lance Lynn, and I forgot who the game one starter was uh, for the White Sox here. Um, but it's you know this offense is is not it's not going to be elite. You know I I grant if someone wants to argue me on it I grant them that. Um, sorry, Michael Kopech, who uh, had been pitching very well. Um, the the offense is not a top five offense in baseball. That's that's a given. But you don't need a top five offense in baseball with the kind of pitching that the Mariners possess and the type of defense that the Mariners are capable of playing. So seeing Julio and Teo and JP produce in this series against the White Sox is a great sign. Teo Hernandez now over the last couple of weeks has really carried this offense. Um, you get Julio going and those two together are capable of winning series for you. Uh, so good news all around for the Mariners in this series. Uh, this week we are going to see uh, Mariners have an off day to travel tomorrow um, or travel tonight. I'm not quite sure. And then Tuesday uh, the Mariners face off against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium it's George Kirby against Garrett Cole. If you like pitching, again, um, that's a phenomenal matchup. Luis Castillo is going game two against uh, TBD. And then Thursday is Brian Wu against D- uh, Domingo Herman. Mariners go to Baltimore on Friday. Logan Gilbert against Cole Irvin. Uh, Saturday is Bryce Miller against Kyle Gibson. And then Sunday is George Kirby against um, Dean Kramer. So Mariners have the uh, upper hand in the pitching matchups, I would argue uh, five out of the next six games with Castillo against to be determined. Wu and Herman, you could say, is a toss-up. Herman has been inconsistent but can be very effective at times. Um, and then all three of the, the matchups against the Orioles, the Mariners have, have the uh, uh, the advantage. So traveling to the East Coast from Seattle is not always easy. Uh, I grant that. But a... Aaron Judgeless, New York Yankees 
um, team and then uh, inferior pitch starting pitching against the Orioles. Mariners have a chance to do uh, make up some ground. Uh, it's always fun to watch the Mariners play the Yankees. If if you've been a Mariners fan for a long time, the, the Yankees are probably the most um, hated uh, opposing team from the 95 series. And then in the early 2000s, 95, 97, early 2000s, uh, I always love watching Mariners Yankees. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, sorry about the uh, lack of podcast yesterday. Again, I was in Chicago. I've been traveling a ton uh, these last couple of days. Uh, besides seeing family, the highlight for me obviously is, is sitting in a, sitting in a bar, eating a, an Italian beef, having a beer, um, watching baseball, talking about the smack with a bunch of Chicago fans. Um, life's good. Can't complain. Uh, so enjoy your baseball viewing this week. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. We will dive a little bit deeper into the series against the Yankees. Um, promise to have a little bit more energy tomorrow. It's just been a long, as I said, a long travel, a couple of days. So, Mariners take two out of three from the Chicago White Sox, 500, three games out of the wild card. Uh, Let's go. Talk soon. See you tomorrow. This was the Mariners podcast from Sports Ethos. Appreciate you listening. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20, T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0, and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, you guys. Peace.